good evening and welcome to Inside Edge here on CNC3. We're also being simulcast on Freedom 106.5 FM. It's the brand new cricket show where every week we intend to delve into some of the matters affecting the gentleman's game, whether that be uh, locally, regionally, and certainly internationally. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, former Trinidad and Tobago international cricketer, Andre Lawrence. Andre, good evening and welcome again. Good evening, Jassi, and good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Inside Edge. As usual, we've got a great show for you this evening. Yeah, of course, we intend to talk a little bit about some CPL history and certainly reflect on TKR's first win of the season. It came last evening against the St. Kitts and Nevis Patriots as that leg of the tournament concluded over there in Bastia at Warner Park. And the teams now head into week number three, which will be played in Barbados. It is also significant as it sees the WCPL, the second edition, swing into gear as well in Barbados with those three teams, the Trinbago Knight Riders, the Barbados Royals, and last but certainly not least, the, the ladies of the Guyana Amazon Warriors. They'll all be in action from Wednesday again as that tournament, the CPL and the WCPL, both head over to Barbados. But let's turn our attentions back briefly to something that transpired last evening in the CPL in that St. Kitts and Nevis Patriots against the TKR game, and it happened at Bastet Park. The first ever a red card in cricket history. Have a look. Right, this could be a historic moment here. Oh, red card. You don't want to see that color card. They must feel with only 10, so somebody has to leave the field and only two outside the 30-yard circle. The absolute last thing that he would want and imagine the bowler. Yeah, Dwayne Bravo had to bowl the final over of that innings with 10 men on the field for TKR and only two of them outside of the 30-yard circle. It is according to a new CPL rule that dictates that from the 18th over, if the team that is bowling is not hitting a certain time in that innings, they will be penalized for the 18th if they do it again in the 19th and again in that final over. Each time they lose a fielder outside of the circle and we know how crucial that could be with uh, certainly teams in that back end of their innings looking to clear or make the boundaries. So uh, we saw the first red card, Andre. Um, your thoughts on this new rule? Uh, and do you think it will be here to stay? Well, the ICC uh, being really hard on teams now, trying to ensure that they finish their innings within a certain time. So that is why this has come into play, to literally force teams uh, to ensure that they, they, they get on with it, they don't delay, and they don't try to take any advantage or have any advantage uh, by delaying. So uh, now they've introduced the, the penalty, and we've now seen it uh, come to fruition. Yeah, and of course, the TKR team would have incurred all three possible penalties. Again, starting from the 18th over of that match, they would have lost a fielder. In the 19th minute, they were also behind the over rate uh, that was required. They lost another fielder outside of the circle. And then again, in that final over, they lost a fielder as well as a man on the field. Uh, uh, Karen Pollard decided that he would uh, sacrifice Sunil Narain uh, in this instance. Um, some would say that, you know, it's, it's the, or that would have been the obvious choice given Sunil's uh, fielding acumen or lack thereof sometimes in his career. Um, but, but 
Pollard himself immediately afterward called it absolutely ridiculous. And I'm quoting him word for word. Andre, is this a ridiculous rule or do you support the ICC and certainly uh, cricket organizers around the world trying to keep the game, um, which is the fastest, uh, the shortest format, as entertaining as possible? Yeah, well, the thing is, they've got to keep the game moving along. And if the players sometimes, um, what they do, they try to, to slow the rate uh, to gain an, an added advantage, well, that's where the rule um, has been developed. So they've got to live with it and just simply work around it uh, and just, just move the game along. You know, it, there's no sense in trying to hold things back any longer. Come up with a different tactic to gain your advantage. Yeah, a new opportunity, as you mentioned, tactics, a new opportunity for yeah. uh, captains to be a little bit more tactical. Uh, it's certainly in this instance, how do you place your field if you are short of a field and if you are restricted in the way that this rule now uh, dictates? Now, similarly, we see in football of late, we saw it at the World Cup for the very first time, additional ministry of yeah. adding minutes onto an innings, for, for instance, or, or, or minutes onto and over. So therefore, it is an opportunity, it is an action definitely intended to control the game, control the rate uh, at which it's played, the speed at which it's played, uh, and definitely I think we will see a lot more of this happening globally. Uh, it, by the way, Dwayne Bravo went for 18 runs in that over, Shafin Rutherford took him to parts, uh, to hit him to all parts of the Warner Park ground, and of course helped them to get to 178 for five batting first. Luckily for TKR, that same man, you don't want to get him angry, Pollard, he came in and he just smashed it with uh, TKR needing to, to get some quick runs down the back end of that innings. Well, if that's what it takes, that's what it takes. So it, it did get him riled. Uh, he came back out there uh, along with Nicholas Puran and um, they played uh, two, I think, really, really good innings uh, to get them over the line because they were chasing, I would say, a, a competitive target. And you never know, anything can happen in, in T20 cricket. They were under a bit of pressure. They have been under pressure. They did not have a great season last year. They lost, uh, I think, their first one um, and didn't get many runs. So this was a crucial time, and they came to, they came to the party just in time. Yeah, just yeah. one win so, so, so far for TKR from Truthwell. They've only been able to play three matches uh, because of, of course, that first week that was almost absolutely rained out or entirely rained out in, of course, in St. Lucia. But now, one would hope that this win last evening would give them the momentum that sees them build towards the back end of the tournament, going to Barbados, then coming here to Trinidad and Tobago, and finally, they will be uh, over in Guyana and looking to make that el elimination round. Yeah, I think uh, they just needed that win under their belt. And sometimes teams need that to catch a momentum in a tournament. Um, the rain's affected a lot of the teams playing. Uh, you just need to, you can practice as much as you want in the nets, but certainly when you get out to the middle, that's a real test. And you, and you, and you know, in front of the crowds, uh, when the pressure is on, you need that um, run out there. They've had that now twice. They've got to win under their belt, and I think they're going to see a lot better now from the TKR. Let's talk a little bit about Nicholas Puran, because there seems, there seems to be a bit of a toss-up as per particularly where he should bat in this TKR or any lineup uh, for that matter. Um, some persons seem to prefer him at number three, uh, facing a maximum number of balls as possible in the innings so that he can get going. Where is Puran's best uh, slot al along that batting lineup? I think um, he's a guy that uh, plays through the line quite easily uh, and, and he's, he's not afraid to, to really have a go. He's not one to really try to just bat through the innings. He has a go, he's in good form. I think get him in as early as possible. And number three for me is the, the best option. The ball is a lot harder then. Uh, yeah, it might do just a little bit, 
But if he gets going, it's going to be hard to stop him. Yeah, we'll see. And certainly we hope to see a lot more from Nicholas Puran as this competition uh, goes along. This is Inside Edge here each and every Monday on CNC3. We'll take a short break and return to continue our discussion on the gentleman's game. And particularly, we want to celebrate a young cricket academy that's gone all the way to Canada and achieved almost instant success. Welcome back to Inside Edge here on CNC3, of course, being simulcast on Freedom 106.5 FM. We continue to discuss all that's happening in the world of cricket, both locally, regionally, as well as internationally. And, of course, Andre Lawrence is here in the hot seat next to me. Andre, youth cricket... Cricket development is something that we've spoken on uh, on this program in particular, and it certainly is, uh, is it, it has been a, almost a trigger word in West Indies cricket of late. You know, um, what are we doing at the grassroots level to ensure that we uh, continue or even improve upon the stock of cricketers, young cricketers that we produce in the region? The Prime Minister would have had his say very recently as well. Um, your, your thoughts uh, as we head into this next segment and prepare for our next interview, uh, your thoughts on, on cricket development and I guess what can be done uh, and your, your assessment of what is currently happening uh, for the young uh, players in the game. So, Jassy, it was great for me to hear that uh, the Honourable Prime Minister indicated that there's going to be additional support for clubs. I think club cricket is the way to go in relation to uh, targeting development. However, um, the way I've seen it um, done you know, properly is if you involve the schools, both primary and secondary schools, to be linked, somewhat linked, with the club in their area. But club life is something that I think has gone a bit adrift in Trinidad and Tobago. Guys show up and play for their teams, and I call them teams, to be, to be brutally frank. Uh, and the actual club life, uh, what I mean is players getting involved um, with helping each other, players in, um, in, in, in different levels. Uh, helping out each other, um, staying back and, and, and helping out with, let's say, a junior academy. Those are the things that I've seen that have disappeared somewhat. And along with that has disappeared the, the fortunes of West Indies, West Indies cricket, as we all know. So I would love to see primary schools and secondary schools linked to clubs within their area. And that is the way for me to, 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 to reboot some of the uh, cricket development in Trinidad and Tobago. Yeah, on that note, let's bring Arvind Kumar into our discussion. He is the, uh, I guess, the founder and the uh, the owner of the AK Cricket Academy. It's a young club that has recently journeyed to Canada to play a youth tournament. And let me tell you, they've not just go gone there to participate. They've actually uh, been uh, seen some winning fortunes in the under-15 and the under-19 category. Good evening, Arvind, all the way out there in cold Canada. How are you? I'm all right. Good night, guys. Good night. He, he, tell us a little bit about your club, you know, um, of, of course, the genesis for starting up this team. And I guess, what is the overall aim, the overall objective of um, an academy such as yours? Um, we started this academy eight years ago. Um, the general purpose was to help younger kids, um, less fortunate ones especially, to give them the opportunity to excel in the, the sport that they love so much, you know. So um, we have been pretty successful thus far by um, teaching some of the younger ones. Um, this is our tutor and our most successful thus far. 
Yeah, I see some really pretty snazzy uniforms. I've been following your guy, you guys on Facebook, and I really um, admire some of the work that you've been doing. What, what did you find in terms of the quality of, of play out there in North America? Um, it, I was actually surprised, you know. Um, the quality is, is pretty good. Uh, there are a lot of West Indians and Asians um, that takes the field, and the quality is, is, is something that we would not look forward to, to find in Canada, but it was actually really good. You know, um, at no point in time it was a walk in the park for us. We on the under 19, the only game we actually won in the under 19 was the finals. You know, it, it came down that we snuck into the final um, by run rate, and that was the only game we actually won. Before I, I before I, I hand you over to um, my my opening bowling partner Andre, let me just ask you. You know, tell me a little bit about the tournament itself. You know, um, you, you mentioned the under 19 team um, winning just one of their matches, play uh, sneaking into the final. But tell me about the tournament. How many games did you guys play? Um, and, and I guess the numbers of of teams that that participated overall. I, I lost you for a second there. Yeah. yeah, tell me a little bit about the tournament experience itself. You know, um, the running to the final for, for that under-19 team as well as the under-15, uh, the composition of teams uh, in that tournament. All right, it seems that we're having a little bit of uh, difficulty, technical difficulty. We'll get back to Arvin in a, in a short while. But um, really interesting stuff that he's saying there, you know, in terms of starting a club with that vision, um, being able to take these kids on tours, uh, three tours so far as, as a team, as an academy, um, and that certainly is commendable. How important is it, Andre, in the overall development of a young cricketer, especially to be exposed not just to what is happening here on home soil, but have that tour experience? You mentioned the importance of club life. Um, uh, understanding the realities of touring certainly will aid in the development of a child. Jassy, I started touring um, from uh, school level. So at St. Mary's College, we toured the Sagafield Sobers tournament in Barbados. And it, do, touring literally changed my life. So the exposure you get meeting different players, of course, of different qualities, different quality wickets, uh, and just being exposed to a different way of life. It really helps mature you as an individual. It helps settle you down. And um, it, it, um, it, it really helps with a lot of personal development as well as, of course, your cricket development. There's absolutely nothing like touring. Yeah, let's see if we can rejoin Arvin out there in Canada. Arvin, uh, can you hear us uh, a little bit better this time? Okay, it seems as though we, we still are unable to, to, to get in touch with Arvin. Um, but yeah, so, so being able to expose yourself as a, as a young player, you mentioned quite naturally, of course, you're going to meet different players, you're going to meet different playing conditions. But how, uh, I guess, how instrumental was it to also see, you know, the way that uh, persons live uh, in terms of their, their daily lives when you go to a foreign place and, and, and try to assimilate and certainly acclimatize yourself? Yeah, it certainly really opens your mind. Uh, and gets you a lot more mature as 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 a as a, as a young as a young person, and um, I thoroughly enjoyed it uh, as a as a young man. Uh, I went to England for the very first time when I was 19, and and had to live on my own, and adjust to, to conditions, adjust to meeting new persons uh, over there, and and that was just fantastic. I came back a better person, a better, much much better cricketer. And um, for me, I'm so happy that this club has gone on and taken young boys who are probably, as he said, maybe less fortunate um, and exposed them to that. Trinidad Tobago needs that right now. The more that we can do that, the better. Um, sport has the power to change, um, to change lives. Uh, and, and sometimes we don't recognize how much. 
So I think that's a fantastic uh, initiative and, and all power to them. Well yeah, done. We really want to get a little bit more out of Arvin and that experience out there in Canada. Hopefully we'll be able to touch base again with him after this really short... It is inside edge here on CNC3. We're quickly running out of time, but as promised, we were able to rejoin Arvind Kumar, who is the founder of uh, AK Cricket Academy. He's recently taken his team to Canada, where they've won the under-15 and under-19, uh, of course, uh, titles in that invitational tournament that they would have participated in. Arvind, welcome back. Welcome back, Arvin, and thank you for, for, for getting back on the line with us. Uh, le let's hear a little bit, uh, and I, if you are muted by chance, uh, you may have to unmute your mic um, as we ask you to tell us a little bit more about your, your experience and, of course, your setup there. You know, how, how many kids uh, were able to make that trip uh, with you? We, um, we actually toured with a touring party of 48 um, out of Trinidad, and we had... Um, about eight kids joining us from Toronto, who members of the academy who are in Toronto, they joined us here. So we had roughly about 30 kids on tour with us. Um, some yeah. parents and kids was about eight. And and when you when you look back at the experience, are you able to give some of these young men, you know, um, how how valuable would you would you measure it up to be? Um, we we have quite a cast of national youth players on our team, um, and competing with these guys out here in Canada, um, it showed that the quality here is is something that needs to be recognized. You know, we we played against some youngsters here who matched our, our youth talent. Um, there were a couple of hundreds, um, a couple of 97s at the score, 90s that scored against us, uh, as well as we had a couple of 50s on our side. So, you know, like, it was no team dominated the, the tournament per se. Alvin, hi, this is Andre Lawrence here. Congratulations. Hey, and uh, I, I, this is great to see um, that you're doing so well. Tell us a little bit about the feedback that you get from some of the younger players who are probably touring for the first time. Um, for most of them, they would have been they, they, this would have been their first tour. Um, they are all elated, you know. Um, something to international status um, coming out here in, in North America and Canada. Um, they, they are all, you know, they're extremely proud to represent not only the academy but by extension Trinidad because. It, it boiled down to, to the final where Trinidad was against Canada, you know, so they could safely say that they represented Trinidad at some level. And you mentioned your, your surprise at the quality of cricket being played by some of those uh, teams of the, uh, that you would have encountered. You know, um, what, is, what are your thoughts just before we, we, we allow you to leave for the evening? Your thoughts on, I guess, that, that uh, emergence of cricket now as a more popular sport in that North American um, region? Um, I was, to be honest, the, the feet, even from the field that we play in, you know, when I first reached on the ground um, last week, Tuesday, uh, entering the ground last week, Tuesday, I was surprised. It was like you enter the oval, you know, the, the grass, the, 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 from the lawn to the wicket, everything was exceptional, you know. So it just means, you know, that cricket in, in Canada, um, North America, Canada, is definitely on a rise. Um, the academy here had over 150 to 200 persons in it. So, you know, it, it definitely on a rise and over the next couple of years, we probably gain international status if they continue at this rate.
All right, thanks again, Arvin, and all the best to you. Safe journey home with all of your players and, of course, the touring party, all of those proud parents, no doubt, as you guys return you to much. Trinidad later in the week. And, of course, we look forward to chatting again sometime in future. Andre, everything that he's pointing to there suggests an emergence of cricket, a rapid rise of cricket in North America, and perhaps even, I'll play a devil's advocate, uh, a, a region that is on its way to rival the Caribbean in terms of not just uh, the, producing cricketers and, and being able to put on tournaments, but definitely as a cricket, cricketing destination. Well, you know, the thing is, I have actually toured as a young man um, with Tony Harford, the late Tony Harford, to Canada and the United States. That's many, many years ago. So cricket has been around a long time. The difference is now they've got franchise cricket tournaments and their youth tournaments actually building. So there's a lot more development that's being fast-tracked now. So it's not going to surprise me to see that they're going to get somewhere and going to get somewhere soon. Notice they're pumping a lot of money into the sport. A lot of top international players have even quit international cricket to play franchise cricket across the United States and sometimes uh, Canada. And um, I think that's going to encourage a lot of development in over a very short space of time. A lot of them have even sought to become naturalized citizens of the United States and Canada. So definitely something that for us here in the Caribbean and all parts of the world to keep an eye on as the years go on. Uh, Andre, just finally in closing, you know, another program in the books. Uh, we spoke about the CPL and that red card. Um, but let's stay with the cricket development side of things. Uh, and what specifically can the Caribbean, the West, Indies do to sort of, uh, I don't want to say combat, but certainly keep ourselves ahead of the curve when you see nations such as the USA, Canada, um, some of the, the Netherlands, the Ireland's rising as rapidly as they have. I think the quality of cricket needs to improve a bit, um, which means, again, that leads us right back to the conversation about development. When there's exciting play, because you have good players, Everything moves in the right direction. The crowds come out. Everyone gets excited. The, even the younger kids, uh, they get excited and want to play the game and get involved with the game. So I think uh, development is a key issue that must be, they must pay a lot of attention to in the Caribbean at the moment to help uh, catapult the game back into uh, where we would like to see us again being one of the more competitive teams in world cricket. Yeah, hopefully that day comes sooner rather than later and certainly not never for West Indies cricket. It has been another really entertaining program here um, on CNC3 on the Inside Edge. On behalf of Andre, we want to thank all of our guests uh, viewing as well as locking on via that uh, Zoom platform for uh, Alvin, the AK Academy and all of his young cricketers. We wish them the very best as they begin their journey back to the Caribbean. We, for now, must say goodbye, but definitely we look forward to seeing you again next Monday, same time, same place. Tuned into the all new Freedom 106.5. 106.5.
Freedom 106.5 FM takes you deep into the game of football with an all-new show called Offside. Offside. Join host Terry Fenwick every Monday, 6 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. for the football trends, banter, analysis on and off the field. Offside. This is Terry Fenwick, former Crystal Palace, Queen's Park Rangers and Tottenham Hotspur Premier League player, former England international and Pro League coach. I know what it takes to win on and off the field of play. Offside is packed with expert guests and most of all you get to engage with the team on the air. air. Hello this is Adrian Romain former Trinidad Tobago Soka Warriors team manager and pro league manager. I know what it takes to win every Monday on Freedom 106.5 FM we will be speaking our mind on Offside. Offside the ultimate football show where the action never stops and the goals keep coming every Monday 6 p.m. to 7 30 p.m. on Freedom 106.5 FM. Speak your mind. Mine.